Hallelujah. I'm joyous. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There's a lot of joy in my heart. Yes. Glory to the King of Kings. He's mighty. Mighty is he. He does great and wondrous things. He's magnificent. Oh, if you are here today, know that the Lord is mindful of you. He has not forgotten you. He's very, very mindful of you. Have that at the back of your mind. Every time, regardless of whatever you are going through, know that the Lord is mindful of you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Okay. Let me preach now. <laughs> okay, so we are still talking about the protection of God. And last week, we saw how when you dwell in his presence, his protection is mighty upon you. And this morning, I want us to look at um, how, as part of his covenant to us, there is protection. Protection is part of the covenant. So, um, God came to Abraham and made a covenant with Abraham. And in that covenant, in fact, that covenant is a covenant of blessing. That is what is called the blessing. And in that blessing, there is prosperity. And in prosperity, there is protection. So this covenant is a totality of everything. And as part of it is protection. Hallelujah. Please give me Galatians 3, 13 to 14. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, it is written, cursed is everyone that hanged on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham, so you see that the, redemption, the redemptive work of Christ, the reason why he came to redeem us Gentiles is so that we will be part of the blessing of Abraham. So that he will, he will draw us into the blessing of Abraham. He said that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So receiving the gift of the, the promise of the Spirit is by faith. So if you, don't, if you are here and you don't have faith, you have to start working on it. Because even the protection of God is by faith. If you don't know that protection is for you, how do you draw it? Hallelujah. So he brought us in by the redemptive work of Christ Jesus. He brought us into the blessing of Abraham that we might be partakers of it. Hallelujah. Now what is, what is a covenant? It is God's highest irrevocable commitment to do anything. When it comes to a covenant, it is two parties coming together. But with this covenant with God, we did not go to him. He came to us because we cannot have a covenant. You cannot have a covenant with God. He is the one who has the covenant with you. It is his highest irrevocable commitment to do anything, to do everything for you. Hallelujah. A covenant is an oath. Hallelujah. We have a covenant with God. And part of the benefit of that covenant is his protection. So I said that the covenant is a covenant of blessing. And the blessing is the totality of everything that concerns mankind. And in that blessing, there is prosperity. And in prosperity, there is protection. Because if the Lord prospers you, and anybody else can stretch their hands to touch that prosperity, then what's the use of the prosperity? 
Hallelujah. So when we talk about prosperity, it's not only that you have money or you are well to do. No. It encompasses everything. It encompasses protection. The Lord protects you. Make sure that everything that he has given to you is well kept. That is what protection is. That is what prosperity is. Hallelujah. So as part of the promise of the blessing, there is protection. Hallelujah. Please give me 3 John 1 verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So this one, he's talking about life's journey. So he's talking about how he, he, he wishes that you will be blessed in this life's journey, your course of life. So it is a totality of everything that you will be blessed, that your soul will even prosper. Hallelujah. It is a serious thing. Now let's look at prosperity in the, in the Hebrew. It is shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Double emphasis. What it means is that it is sure. This promise is sure. So prosperity is shalom, shalom. And shalom means peace, welfare, health, tranquility, contentment. Can you imagine? There's contentment in peace. <laughs> contentment in prosperity. If you are here and you are not content, you have to question yourself. Because when the Lord blesses you, you are supposed to be content with what he has given you. Don't look at another man's blessing and wish that you had that one. No. No. That's not how the Lord blesses. When he blesses you, he expects you to be content with wherever you are. When he gets to your next level, he will take you there. He does not expect you to, no, to look at another man's own and envy. The Bible says that they, comparing themselves to themselves, are not wise. So you cannot compare yourself with another. What the person has is what the Lord has blessed that person with. What you have is what the Lord has blessed you with. So you have to be content. Contentment is part of prosperity. Hallelujah. So he said, peace, welfare, that you be prosperous and have peace. That you have health, divine health. You realize that there are some people who are prosperous, but they don't have peace. There are some people who are prosperous, but they don't have good health. Every time they are ill. If you are here and you find out that periodically you fall sick, periodically you fall sick, you have to enforce the blessing of the Lord over your life. Because it is not part of the promise of God to you. In the blessing and in, the, in, in his promise, there is divine health. So if you are here and periodically you fall sick, periodically, you have to declare the blessing of the Lord over your life. Because you have to have divine health. It is part of the Lord's promise. Hallelujah. Tranquility. Tranquility. One of the things that... Um, happened when my mother-in-law was saved. She kept talking about peace. She kept talking about peace. She said, now I have peace. Now I have peace. I have so much peace. My mind is at peace. Then you realize that peace is a vital thing for the human being. It is very serious because if you don't have peace, then what is it? You are always afraid. You are always in fear. Afraid that you are walking on the street, somebody will snatch your phone. Afraid that you, you fall into the gutter. Afraid that 
something will happen to you. Afraid that when you are crossing the road, a car will hit you, a boboya will hit you, all manner of things. Why are you afraid? Listen. Shalom also means to be free of fear. That you live your life free of fear. When you know that nothing can harm you, the Lord is for you. Is this not remarkable? See how the Lord is mindful of us and he has blessed us with all these things. Hallelujah. Now, to be walking in prosperity means to be safe and secure. It also means divine protection. So prosperity encompasses everything. Physically, spiritually, financially. Everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the root word for this word shalom is shalom, which means a covenant of peace. Amazing. The Lord has a covenant of peace with us. He's not going to break that one. He won't. So as you are seated here, the, hair, the very hair on your head is numbered. The Lord will not let one fall down just like that. No. He's very, very mindful of you. Hallelujah. <laughs> because his protection is a covenant, the Lord will do everything and anything to protect us. One of the major ways by which he protects us is by angels. He protects us by angels. Listen, yesterday I was meditating on this. I went to sleep. When I woke up, I looked up. I saw a huge angel, a warrior angel standing over me. And his face was to my face like this. <laughs> so when I woke up, I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I know that it is because of this message that I saw that vision. The Lord wants me to know that it is true. Whatever is, I'm, I'm saying is true. His angels are about us. They watch over us. They protect us every time. Hallelujah. Please give me Psalm 91 verse 11 to 12. He said, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. To do what? To keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Okay, so you know I'll go into the Hebrew. So <laughs> when I looked at the word keep, it is the word Shoma. It means to hedge about us with thorns. So he gives his angels charge over us. What is he gives his angels charge over us? What it means is that he commands his angels concerning us. And the command is that they will hedge about us with thorns. <laughs> Amazing, eh? To hedge about us, as with thorns. To guard us, to protect us, and to attend to us. This is amazing. It's so amazing. He says, to keep thee in all thy ways. So in this course of our life, they hedge about us with thorns. And they guard us. They protect us. They attend to us when we need them. Hallelujah. He said, they shall bear thee up in their hands. So they will bear you up in their hands. They will lift you up in their hands. That you dash your foot not against a stone. Look at something. In the Hebrew, this is what it means. That you dash your foot against a stone. What it means is that when you dash your foot against a stone it will become sore. 
And when it becomes so, it is like a plague. A plague. Now, when it happens that way, then you are defeated. That is what the Hebrew says. So, for him to say that they will hold you up so that you don't hit your foot against a stone, it means that so that you will not be defeated, so that a plague will not come on you. The Lord does not want us to dash our foot against a stone. If you trip a lot, you have to start declaring against it. Yes, because it's not part of the promise of God. <laughs> yes, you are not supposed to trip as a believer. To dash your foot against a stone. No, it's not part of it. When it happens that way, it means that you have been defeated. And the Lord does not want us defeated. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is the promise of God to us. That he will give his angels charge over us. That they will hedge about us. So as you are walking, you, you are just walking. No. But you don't know that there is a hedge about you. A hedge of thorns about you. You are heavily protected. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please give me Luke 4, verse 10 to 11. For it is written. Now, it's the same scripture. The same scripture I read in the book of Psalms. This is the devil quoting this scripture to Jesus. So if you are here and you don't read your Bible, you are in trouble. Yes, the devil knows the scriptures. <laughs> For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee. The devil knows. He knows that he has given his angels charge over us. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. He quoted it verbatim. <laughs> you two you are sitting here, you say you won't search out the promises of God for your life. How will you defeat the devil when he comes against you? You see how he plays on our ignorance. He thought Jesus didn't know. But Jesus knew because he replied him. You have to search out the promises of God concerning your life. There are things that happen to believers periodically. And some, sometimes we think that it is normal. No, it's not. It's not. When you find out that it is not, and you use the scripture against it, the devil gives way. So if it is, it, it is normal, how is it that when you declare the scriptures against it, he gives way? Hallelujah. Please give me some, some 34 verse 7. Today we'll read a lot of scriptures. <laughs> Psalm 34 verse 7. He said, The angel of the Lord encompasseth, encompasseth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Hallelujah. So the word encompasseth in the scripture above means to lay a siege against the enemy. So the, this, <laughs> the angels of God, they always lay siege against the enemy on our behalf. But to us, they encamp round about us. Hallelujah. This is a remarkable promise. Very, very remarkable. Hallelujah. Now, there, there is this um, prophet. I won't mention his name. But if you know the story, you know whom I'm talking about. Okay, so he went to a neighboring country to, I think, to do a crusade or something. Then... When he was done, the people wanted to kill him. So a man came to him and then said, oh, he should come and stay with him. So apparently the man who said he should come and stay with him 
had gone to talk to the people who wanted to kill him that he is here so they should come for him so they were going to come for him in the middle of the night he said there was no escape there was nowhere he could have escaped to so he was asleep in the middle of the night like two there about then somebody tapped him and when he woke up he saw two angels they said my name is favor my name is goodness yes and then the other one said my name is mercy then they said we are here to take you out to deliver you follow us then he said he followed them they led him right through the people they never saw him they led him right through the people in their midst they led him through them to the border till he was safe and they left him you think the lord is not mindful of you when it is critical he will send his angels <laughs> sometimes they come in the form of human beings this one i i have experienced it when we we were done with the crusade and then my sister and i were going home <laughs> so the car is a manual car and we were driving so she she was the one driving anika was a baby then so i was at the back seat with her and then adom was by me so when we got to there is a sharp curve on the road just the turn immediately after the turn right there the car got spoiled my sister did everything the car was not moving people were passing and saying hey baby mukana says nenye mu pushing fi we dangerous all manner of things and then my sister said na ka we then i say see hasa we called osofu he said oh, they are packing the things so unless they are done so we were there no and then out of nowhere a man came and the man said bebi amoka ni sinenye say articulator bi twa ne ho sesie a ase mebesi nye ena madam no so kuta newborn intin mamembo amo and then my sister said oh ye nim de ka do but into me movie and then he said mamembo amo and then she said na ufi he and he said me a taxi driver and then she said now car no way he said oh my park you my park you call out my sister was trying to see there he said don't worry mommy famonko so we sat down immediately he sat down and he he touched the car the car started moving <laughs> my sister was so shocked she said hey now he had saying then he said don't man worry a trick be and you and you and he drove us to the house i don't even know at this point i don't even remember if my sister gave him directions but all he realized was that we were home and we parked when we got down we said my sister said my mp bibi ma and then i said oh my mp bibi ma he said dabi mama worry meko and then my sister said oh baby also wa park your car na wa then he said oh hey hey don't worry meko my mp bibi ma Mama worry. Meko. And he left. So like we were all shocked and we were stunned. So we were looking at each other. He just went out to and we went out to go and look. There was nobody there. <laughs> If you know where my sister's house is. From her house to the junction is far and the back to is the same. We looked here, we looked there. There was nobody. So we concluded that it is an angel. When Osof came back the following morning, he did everything to the car. He didn't move. The mechanic came to the house. He did everything the car didn't move. So they fixed the car in the house. <laughs> you think the Lord doesn't protect his own? He does. Yes, that day you thought on angels. Yes, that day he thought on angels. And we had the experience. Yes. When it I said when it is critical, the Lord will show up for you. 
even causing his angels to, to show up as men to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is remarkable. But the Lord protects us. He's very mindful of us. Who knew what would have happened when we were there? It is only God who knew. And that is why he caused his angel to come and help us. Hallelujah. Listen, there are countless testimonies of angels appearing as human beings to people and helping them. Not once, not twice, several times. So that is why the Bible says that you should be careful so that you don't meet an angel and you are rude to the angel or that you don't treat the angel well. That is why the Bible says that we should be good to all men. Because you don't know when you will encounter an angel. Hallelujah. Let's look at some people in the Bible that angels protected. Acts chapter 12, verse 11. Um, let's start from verse 6. So this is the story of Apostle Peter. When um, Herod had killed um, James, and then he took Peter to, to kill him. He said, and when Herod would have brought him forth. So what he, he, he means is that he would have brought him in the morning to kill him. The same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. <laughs> How can you escape? <laughs> there is no way you escape this one. How? You are lying between two soldiers. <laughs> hey, you can't escape. Next verse. <laughs> and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. It's the only way you can escape. <laughs> yes. Look at, this is remarkable. Eh? So the chains fell off. They didn't make noise. Because if they had made noise, the, the, the soldiers would have woken up. He's lying right in between them all. He got up. They didn't feel anything. They didn't hear anything. The, the chains fell off. Hmm. Next verse. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. <laughs> and he went out and followed him. And wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel. Brofu Ben Gradi. But thought he saw a vision. So he didn't know that it was an angel. He thought he was seeing a vision. Next verse. When they had passed through the first guard and the second, they came to the iron gate. Hey, how can you escape? Herod made it impossible for him to escape. <laughs> but you see, the Lord had a purpose for Peter. So he had to rescue him. And the only way he knew he could have done it was by an angel. He, 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 he passed first guard, second guard. Then he came to an iron gate. A, which leads into the city. Of its own accord, the gate swung open, and they went out and passed on through, the, through one street, and at once the angel left him. So the angel came to do what he was supposed to do, was to protect him and deliver him. And so when he was done, he left him, and he knew that where he had led him to was safe. Now he was safe, so he left him. Hallelujah. Last verse. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I really know and I'm sure that the Lord has sent his angel 
and delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting to do to me. Oh. It is only God who can save like this. Oh. It is his protection for us. Hallelujah. It is a covenant. So he will do everything in his, in his power to save us. Take me to 2 Kings verse 6. Chapter 6 from verse 15. <laughs> the Lord protects. Do you know that part of the protection of God is, is a good marriage? Yes. The Lord gives good marriages. <laughs> Listen. You let me digress more and talk about this. Because it is a covenant, when you are going to marry and that person is not right for you, the Lord will tell you. Usually he uses your man of God. But you see, young people, they are some way. They will say that they are so much in love. <laughs> you are so much in love. <laughs> Trust me, by the time you enter into the marriage, by the third year, you will know whether it was love or not. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Lord will do, because he does not want you to endure your marriage. He wants you to enjoy your marriage. And part of his covenant of protection is for you to have a good spouse. Listen, when you are here and you come and meet or suffer with your yeah your beloved and he says let me pray about it and come back to you and he tells you hmm, yo <laughs> if if you are not sure yourself go to God and tell him that he should show it to you hey he doesn't lie you I, he will show it to you. You will know. If me, when I took Osofo to go and meet my prophet, <laughs> if he had told me that it's not him, lie, lie. <laughs> Forget it. I would never have done it. Do you know why? Because this is a man who prophesies to me and it comes to pass. So if he prophesies to me and he tells me things and they come to pass and he's telling me that the Lord says that it's not him. Hey. The least I could do was to pray that the Lord will reveal it to me. And he would have. Listen. To have a spouse, eh? That is not destiny. You even stagnate. You stagnate. The prosperity of God will not be able to flow in your life the way it must flow. You will not have the mind to forge on. The Lord knows these things. Oh. That is why he does everything to protect us. But sometimes we, too, we claim that we are too much in love. So we can't do away with the person. And when we are done, then we want to coerce God into accepting the person. What are you saying? What he has said is what he has said. There is no trying to massage God to change his mind. So that what? Mm -mm, he doesn't do that. His A is A, his B is B. Listen, sometimes the Lord can tell you that this person is your, your husband or your wife. But the person might not look the way that you, <laughs> you want. You might not feel a certain way towards the person. But listen, pray and tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. The Lord, you said this is my spouse. Help me. <laughs> tell the Lord. Hmm. You... I don't want to say plenty. You, you let's go on, eh? <laughs> let's go on. Because, see, do you know that if 
the Lord had not told me that he's my husband. Right? I had met him. But how, how was I sure that this is destiny? I'm heading towards destiny. I don't know. Marriage is a long way up. It's not the boyfriend, girlfriend thing that we do, no. That one, chemistries are talking, so your mind is not clear. <laughs> but when you enter proper, the people who are married, they, they know what I'm talking about. Their skills fall off. <laughs> you begin to see clear. <laughs> hey, even when it is destiny, sometimes you feel like it is a mistake. <laughs> Did you hear Mama P? <laughs> she said, I tell you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Even when the Lord has said that, you, you, in the middle of the road, you say it was a mistake. I didn't hear well. Sure. Hmm. You, you, it's not a marriage conference. Eh? So let, let's get back to God's protection. <laughs> Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15. He said, when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was around the city. Elisha's servant said to him, alas, my master, what shall we do? So, this is the story of Elisha and his servant, Gehazi. They, they, they were in a city, and by the time they, they woke up, troops were camped about the city. And so, this, <laughs> this servant thought, <laughs> we are prophets, we don't fight. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> We don't fight, so what are we going to do? Next verse. <laughs> Elisha answered, Fear not, for those with us are more than those with them. <laughs> Next verse. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, I pray you, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Ha. Remarkable. So this, this servant thought that that was their end. Their end had come. But he didn't know that the ones that were for them were more than the troops who were against them. Ha. You are heavily defended. Heavily guarded. My goodness. We don't know. We don't know. Because if you knew, listen, do you know that when I started driving dead, I started thanking God that, hey, so I used to pick trotro. The way these drivers drive, this is what I used to be in. If you are here, you have to thank God. Hey. Some of the dangerous things they do on the road, eh? You have no idea. The Lord protects us. Oh. If not, hmm, some of the things that would have happened to us on the road, eh? Hmm. Look at um, that um, singer, no? the Nigerian singer. Look at the accident he had. Hey. But he came out. That could have only been the protection of God. His angels were about that car. I'm sure the car became like that because the Lord wanted him to know that I'm protecting you. It, it is my doing. That is why you are alive. Hey. That is why when you come before him, you have to give him all praise. You have to give him all praise because... So many things could have happened to you on the, during the week. The devil throws his arrows, throws his darts, throws everything at us. But the Lord delivers us from them all. Hallelujah. 
Glory to the King of Kings. <laughs> Let's look at the book of Daniel. Daniel 6, verse 21 to 22. Be thankful to God. The Bible says that in the last days, men shall be unthankful. Don't be part of those. Don't be. Be thankful every time. Listen, be mindful. Even if the Lord gives you a pin, 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 thank him for it. Thank him for it. Great and mighty things are what the Lord does for us daily. Because we don't see it. Sometimes we feel dejected. We feel like the Lord is not taking care of us. But he is. Oh, he is. Pa. Headaches kills people. But you get a headache, you don't die. The Lord preserved you. See, he, he, he will look mere and he, he looks minor. But it's the same thing that will kill another person. Why is it that he didn't kill you? Then you should know that the Lord protects you. And he's mindful of you. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 6, 21. Then Daniel said to the king, Oh, king. Live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent and blameless before him and also before you, O king. As you very well know, I have done no harm or wrong. See how the Lord protected Daniel. So he sent an angel to go and shut the mouth of the lions so that they would not eat him. Uh, the protection of God. Eh? I don't think I'll be able to, pre to preach it to it to totality, its fullest. I can't. But his, his protection, what I can say is that it is supernatural. He protects us in a supernatural way. Hallelujah. Psalm 105 verse 8. If nobody knows that God protects, me alone, I know that God protects. Oh, yes. Me alone, I know. Because if I tell you of my story, when I was a kid, and where I am standing now, my family people, they, when they look at me, they, they always are amazed. My sister always tells me, what, what happened to you, you didn't see? That is why you were, you were a kid, you were a child. You didn't see it. But the Lord has been good to you. My mother always told me that when I get to church, I shouldn't look at anybody. I should praise the Lord and thank God. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm so grateful to God. As I'm standing here, I don't have childhood pictures. Some of you have childhood pictures. Me, I don't have childhood pictures because of the things that happened to me. So they couldn't take pictures of me. Yes. I can't narrate it all. Yes. But I remember my mom said it changed one day when I woke up from sleep and I told her that I saw Jesus. And Jesus laid his hand on me, on my head, and said, it is well. He said that was it. That was the turning point that I became well. So if, if anybody sitting here does not know that the Lord protects and he's mindful of us, me alone, I know. <laughs> that is why if I want to praise God and thank God, I don't care about you. I don't care. You can look at me. You don't know what God has done for me. It's, it is up to me and him. So when I'm praising him, I know what I'm praising him for. And I know what I'm thanking him for. Hallelujah. 
Psalm 105, verse 8. It says, He's earnestly mindful of his covenant, and forever it is printed on his heart. The word which he commanded and established to a thousand generations. Can you imagine? The Lord is mindful of his covenant. He said it is imprinted on his heart. How can he forget his covenant of protection towards you? He can never forget it. You, you, even if your money gets missing, eh? thank God. <laughs> Listen. The Lord protects. He's mindful of his covenant. He won't forget it. He won't forget you. He will not let harm come to you. He will always deliver you. He will always come to your rescue. Hallelujah. You have to, you have to always think on these things and be mindful of it. Glory to his holy name. Please give me Psalm 121. Verse 5 to 8. 1 to 1, verse 5. It says, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is what? He's your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The side not carrying a shield. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? So, the shield is on the left. So, he's a shade here. <laughs> it says, the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Next verse. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out. And you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Wow. This is the promise of God who, to us. So in this your course of life, the Lord will keep you. He will preserve your life forever. For all the days of your life. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory, glory, glory. Psalm 125, verse 2 to 3. He says, As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from this time forth and forevermore. Hallelujah. Next verse. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the uncompromisingly righteous. <laughs> Lest the righteous, God's people, stretch forth their hands to iniquity and apostasy. Wow. Hey. Uh. No. He will keep you from doing wrong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord protects us. It's the only thing I can say. He protects us daily. He's mindful of us. Who, when you are walking, know that the Lord is mindful of you. Every time. Think about it. If you are going through something, it is just for a season. He will take you out. When you are going through it, it's not that he doesn't know. He knows. You see, but sometimes some of the things is, is, is painful, but sometimes it is for our good. It's to train us in righteousness. Yes. <laughs> so when you are going through something, sometimes some of the things that are on us, they need to fall off. Certain things need to fall off. He has to prune you. So you realize that you are going through that thing. It's painful. But it is for your good. He knows it. He's a father who chastises. 
and a father who blesses. So when the thing is wrong about you, he will take it off. But when he's taking it off, it's painful. But you still need to go through it. And even right in the midst of what you are going through, he will not let calamity fall on you. He will protect you. He will guide you. He will direct you. Hallelujah. My last scripture. Then I'm done. First John 5, 18. First John 5, 18. It says, we know absolutely that anyone born of God does not deliberately and knowingly practice committing sin. But the one who was begotten of God carefully watches over and protects him. Christ's divine presence. You give me the King James for this one. Give me proper King James for this one. says, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. So, you will think that he's saying that you keep yourself. No. It is the Lord who keeps you, and the wicked one touches you not. We are the untouchables. Yes. We are the untouchables. The wicked one cannot touch us. There is a hedge of thorn about us. If he tries, the thorn will choke him. <laughs> so he won't try. Be mindful, oh. Be mindful of the protection of God. And you will be blessed. Hallelujah. I brought my message to a close.